0: BridgeBank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to those committed to leveraging innovation to make the world a better place. BridgeBank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. BridgeBank, be bold, venture wisely.
1: Hey, what's up? I'm Erica Cruz-Guevara, the host of The Bay. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy. And you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts with an S. From KQED. Hey, it's Erica Cruz Guevara, and before we get started on today's episode, I wanted to let you know about a very special series coming from us and our friends at Bay Curious starting on Monday. If you're like me, you've probably had one of those moments during election season where you're staring at your ballot, reading through the propositions like, huh? Well, next week, we are launching Prop Fest. It is a series where we call up our super smart co-workers to help us break down all seven state propositions on the ballot this November in human speak. And we're doing it in collaboration with our Bay Curious colleagues. Make sure you're subscribed to the Bay so that you can get every episode when it drops. Happy voting! I'm Cruz Guevara and welcome to the Bay. Local news to keep you rooted. So BART has changed a lot since it first got up and running 50 years ago this month. And some of that change has happened in the last two years. Yes, because of COVID, but also because of a group of young women who are tired of getting harassed by men on BART. Today, we're going to run back and interview Devin Katayama did last year with young activists who are part of a larger push to make BART safer for women and girls. That's coming up right after the break. Do you love learning about the San Francisco
0: Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book.
2: That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.
0: Before COVID, I was a regular BART writer. Um, I used it to get to work, get home, go to the gym, um, pretty much for everything.
3: Halima Barucha is the Senior Advocacy Manager at Alliance for Girls. She's based out of Union City. We talked with her and Santana Tapia, who's also part of the Not One More Girl initiative.
0: The first time I got on BART was um, maybe three years ago now. And the, ver- the very first time I got on it, I faced harassment. And, and since that moment, um, I had to kind of get used to people staring at me, people following me. Um, People saying things to me um, that were sexually uh, suggestive, Um, and yet I noticed the reaction, you know, from other writers and from people at large was that, oh, this is a normal occurrence. And when we um, talked to middle school and high school youth in Oakland about their experiences, um, almost all of them said, yeah, I've, I've experienced this, and I just thought it was a normal, you know, part of my ride to school. The Not One More Girl initiative began when our youth researchers engaged young people, in particular girls of color across the Bay area, to understand their needs. And so it really started by listening to girls and gender expansive youth. Um, these reports outlined that dire need for safety in public spaces, in particular on public transportation. Um, And so we took that research and we did town halls and unpacked what the findings were and asked our community um, what they'd like to see in terms of solutions. And so we were able to develop a policy recommendation really driven by the community and presented that to multiple transit agencies in the Bay Area. Um, BART was the first one to um, go ahead and enthusiastically support it, including funding some parts of the initiative to move forward.
2: Before the pandemic, I actually had just stopped uh, taking public transportation because of the constant uh, violence I would face as a trans woman. My full name is Santana Tapia. I live in San Francisco, and I got to be a uh, part of the campaign, uh, be on the posters, which was really fun. I actually had a job that I really, really loved in Oakland, um, but it often involved leaving the office late, so it meant more harassment um, at night, which made it even scarier. So. Um, the lack of safe public transportation was really one of the reasons why I left
3: that job. Was there anything that made you feel safer on BART at the time when you were taking it? I feel like
2: as trans individuals, and especially with myself, you kind of learned how to try to stay safe on public transportation. And so for, for me, that meant traveling in groups, um, never having my music on too loud in my headphones, Uh, never really being on my phone, just like always being present. So it was, it was like a checklist of things that you could do to get, stay safe. Um, but not to enjoy the butt ride. Right. It was always stay vigilant, always stay ready.
3: Not, not do the things that I, I feel like a lot of commuters do, which is kind of just zone out and, you know, listen to whatever. Yeah. The Not One More Girl campaign's work with BART was well underway at the beginning of 2020. But then the pandemic hit, and BART ridership dropped to an all-time low. So the campaign was put on pause for a while. But Halima says the pandemic showed that safety was even more important, because the people still riding transit were often essential workers, many of them young people. Now the campaign has picked back up, and a number of the changes have already been made.
0: One of the things that we did was putting together a comprehensive website page that I would encourage listeners to visit. It's BART.gov slash not one more girl. We have community options and community resources that are non-police um, for where folks can seek help. Um, we also filmed a three-minute bystander intervention training video that talks about how to intervene if you witness a sexual harassment. This is something that so many of our youth talked about um, experiencing in broad daylight in front of people, and no one said or did anything. I know it can be scary to intervene, you know, when you see something like that happen. So we talk about how to do so in a way that is safe, in a way that is affirming, um, and some really easy steps that everyone can take. Offer options to the targeted person for how you can support them. You can offer things like, we can move to another car if you'd like, or we can get off at the next station and I can wait with you. Or if you'd like to report this to BART police, I'm happy to support you and be a witness in the report. Respect the person's wishes if they say no and they are okay.
3: And how is that information being spread and are there people actually being trained on this at this time?
0: Yes, so BART has committed to making this video a mandatory video for all their staff, including their general manager, to watch. So, this will certainly be something that all BART employees will be privy to. And this is being shared on BART social media. And we are asking, you know, in all of our media interviews for the public to watch this video and to get familiar with the four steps of bystander intervention. We also rolled out a series of um, art posters calling out sexual harassment that you may have seen on BART and BART doubled down on this literally they put down 300 posters which is double the typical number that they print for a campaign and they roll these out on all their trains. Um, And the goal was to create empowering narratives and really help shift the culture that has normalized violence against girls and gender expansive youth. Um, Because we know it's not enough to change a policy, you know, it's not enough to change the system. We have to call out the culture that has normalized this behavior.
3: Another big priority for the campaign is getting better information about harassment on BART. The agency has now updated its writer code of conduct and added a question about sexual harassment on its environment survey. Lima says this kind of data gathering is really important. We found that
0: most transit agencies actually don't ask this question, and so they don't have data about what is happening on their own system, um, Mm. and so they're not able to address the issue in that way. Um, We also worked with the police chief to add a new BART watch reporting category that's titled unwanted verbal and nonverbal sexual harassment. Um, This is also not included in the penal code, so it's not against the law, but we wanted to make sure that riders knew they could report this, and that Bart wants to know, so they can have this information and data and start tracking this issue, um, and and understand how to improve.
3: Uh, Santana, when you think about these changes that Halim's been talking about, um, is is there one in particular that you're really passionate about, or you're glad that's there?
2: I'm very proud of the work that's been done, especially about creating ways of holding folks accountable that. Doesn't involve the police. A lot of times, I personally don't like to call the police when I know that at the end of the day, the police are only going to attack us. So I'm very proud of the other kinds of accountability that's been created.
3: Halima, you mentioned this, um, and I know that having young people, having people who are in high school and middle school show up is a big part of this initiative. How essential was it for young people to be really involved and centered in this initiative from the beginning?
0: Without young people, this initiative would not have happened, period. A lot of systems are uh, made with adults and usually cis white men in mind. We wanted to make sure that we were actually uplifting what safety looked like for girls and gender expansive youth. And I think for a lot of young people involved, for them to see, you know, Bart listen to them, to sit with Alicia Trost, you know, the chief communications officer on a biweekly meeting and uh, made a huge difference for them. I think it built trust, you know, that I can trust the system that I'm getting on this vessel, right, to get from point A to point B, and I can trust that it'll get me there safely.
3: Santana, at the beginning, you said that you stopped taking public transit because of safety concerns and, uh, and that it was actually a relief to not have to do that. Do you think you'll get back on public transit anytime soon?
2: Yeah. So one of the things that I do, I'm, a, I'm also a performer, a drag performer. Um, and one of the reasons I had stopped taking gigs in Oakland was because of safety, right? Um, but I find now there's there's a different kind of Energy on BART um, that has led to me being not just open, but like excited to take part.
3: What is that energy shift that you've experienced? Is it, is it literally the campaign making you feel safer to ride?
2: I know so. I know it's the campaign because it's not just around the energy that I feel, it's also the energy that my friends put out, right? We're not going on BART anymore and being, like, quiet and trying to, like, hide. But we're proud and we're unapologetic about who we are and not trying to, like, make ourselves smaller for safety, but making ourselves bigger for ourselves. And I think that has a lot to do with this campaign. And there's also this, like, warm feeling of knowing that even if something were to happen, there is ways to deal with it that won't end up causing more pain or more trauma.
3: What would it mean to you to always feel safe on public transit? Like, how do you think that would change your everyday life? Like, if you could just get on BART or Muni or any other public transit and feel safe?
2: Yeah, I think, uh, like, for me, it's already great. But I I like to think of like my god sisters, right? Who are gonna start high school soon and who will like be taking public transportation. And I feel more confident now knowing that I don't have to be checking her location every like couple minutes to make sure she's okay or like text her every day to make sure she's okay. But instead I can just be like, "Have fun at school, see you after.
3: Halima and Santana, thank you both so much.
1: Thank you for having us. Thank you. That was Devin Karayama speaking with Halima Barucha, Senior Advocacy Manager at Alliance for Girls, and Santana Tapia with the Not One More Girl initiative. Since this episode aired about a year ago, the BART Board amended its Customer Code of Conduct to specifically prohibit sexual harassment. And in early 2022, the new code of conduct decals have been placed inside all new train cars prohibiting sexual harassment. They also include information outlining what to do if you experience gender-based violence or harassment on BART. Halima Barucha and others have continued advocating for bills to improve safety without relying on police, including two bills in the state legislature to address hate and harassment where Californians shop and travel. This episode of The Bay was produced by me, Alan Montecilio, and Devin Katayama. I'm Erica Cruz Guevara. Thanks so much for listening. Peace.